Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Picks and Sticks podcast, a fun music podcast where four great friends talk about the music, bands, and songs that they love. I'm Moro. I'm Gordo. I'm Cecil. And I'm Huff. And this is Picks and Sticks. On this episode of the podcast, we bring you 10 great songs from Leonard Skinner. All right, Moral. Not your best uh, intro there, yeah, live little... off the floor, but you know what? We're going to let that ride because shit happens, right? Yeah, it's all good. You all remembered right. the band eventually. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know. We got, you know what? And that's probably because for the it's first. It's all about timing. Well, for the first time in a long time, we've actually got a list of like four or five, maybe even six uh, episodes that are coming up. And, of course, we were talking about a bunch of different bands before you hit record. Then the wheels came off. And then I was like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? I was, I, I thought you were going to pull the shoot and start over, but I admire your professionalism. I can do it over. No. No, it's great. Well, we can do it over. I know. Let's roll. No, this is the intro. Oh. You fucking live with it. Let's do it over. Oh, don't yeah. delete this part. <laughs> well, no, I never would. All right, we'll start over then. Let's do it again. All right, all right, here we go. That was terrible. It's a first. I love it. That was awesome. See if I can do better this time. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Picks and Sticks podcast, a fun music podcast where four great friends talk about the music, bands, and songs that they love. I'm Moro. I'm Gordo. I'm Cecil. And I'm Huff. And this picks and sticks on this episode of the podcast we bring you 10 great songs from leonard skinner yeah. oh. there we go wow you're Give feeling a it there. solid 10 there. Feeling it there it's coming in hot yeah gord these are the practice round gord's vaping plugged in he's got like a 20 foot cord well, just for occasions like this. Just that's, in case, that way you can... those things are in the gas Dude, station. Dude, power is expensive these days. Okay, start Where's that again. plugged in? Oh, what, sure. is it gas power? <laughs> that's solar power. That's is that po- USB? Or, Where's organized. that plugged in? Like 10 feet oh, plugged in the wall. Into your laptop. I'm sure it's downloading a virus. Sweet. You can plug, plug me in after. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of electronics here, except it's CBD pens and... Vape pens and and shit it has yeah, nothing. nothing useful. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to uh, to the uh, the new episode of Picks and Sticks. Glad to have you along. Um, <clears throat> hey, we're closing in on the summer months, right? That's that's the good news. Uh, the bad news. Um, it I was hate- fourteen degrees yesterday. It was unbelievable. That's yeah. Celsius for the for the uh, people in the U.S. that don't know what the fuck the metric system is. Yeah, so what is it? 45? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Double it and add 30, I think, is what Bob and Doug McKenzie said. <laughs> so that seems to be the right one. Oh, wow. You just double it and add 30. Um, so I hate to start out on a, on a down note, but we it's something that we I think we should at least make note of, that we, fuck, man, we lost yet another great musician and somebody I, I think that, I don't know where you guys are at with Foo Fighters in terms of if you like the band, don't like the band, whatever, but obviously Taylor Hawkins, 
uh, passed away at the age of 50, so uh, very young. You know, the last time we did a 10 Great Songs, it was the Beatles, and that was right after, uh, what's his name, Mark uh, Lanigan had died. So, right. mm-hmm. I don't know, man, we're on just this bad streak of, of guys that we really like, and I honestly, I'm, I'm really having a hard time dealing with this Taylor Hawkins thing. Yeah, me too. This, I, I'm a huge Foo guy. I know you guys all, uh, all love them too, but it, it's odd how you can feel so bad for uh, for someone that you've never met before. But man, what yep. a, just a great drummer, great. Uh, just seemed like a great dude too. Like he seemed like, like dude. no one seemed to say a bad thing about him. Yeah, right. And he was just a fantastic drummer. And 50s too young. And <laughs> right, right in that we're right in that wheelhouse too. So it's. Kind of sucks, but yeah, just a bummer. I've been listening well, you to you all week. Yeah, and uh, it hasn't helped. It just made it worse. I know. I've now been, I've I'm been thinking off. about what we've lost here. Yeah. So, Cease, were you going to say something? No. 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 <laughs> uh, no all I, I was going to say I, was I got, uh, I got four of the ten substances in my bloodstream. So <laughs> Cecil, chill out a bit. Cecil's playing a different kind of bingo over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Dave's a great drummer. That's how he basically built his career. Yeah. And he trusted, you know, he trusted the Foo Fighters with Taylor Hawkins as a drummer when he's a drummer. So, yeah, he's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool uh, that he did that. Uh, It's pretty shitty that Taylor's gone. That's all I really have to say. I don't know if you guys remember when he, uh, when he joined the band. So it would have been on tour for the color and the shape. Because uh, Dave did the drumming for that album, and right. uh, I remember, I remember hearing that f- I was really interested who they were going to get, knowing that that's that's a tough gig, right? Being the drummer in a band with a drummer that's so good. So when they got him, I'm like, wait a second, that's the guy Where'd from they find a, him? from Alanis's band. Yeah, yeah. and you love oh, Alanis, dude. Alanis's band. Th- that was Alanis's drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't Gord in the studio, Alanis. but. Her band that she had together was amazing. It was a great live band. Fuck, they if were you, good. If you watch any live footage. Not an Alanis fan, but go, yeah. Yeah, I, but I remember watching some of her live performances thinking, wow, this is way better than, than what I'm hearing on the radio. And this drummer's crazy. Yeah. He was so good. What's your favorite Alanis song? Well, there's it depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes I have those tender moments, and I like the, I like the softer Alanis. Other times I like... Uh, you ought to know. Pretty good. It's pretty can't nice go wrong one. with that. Yeah. I, w- I was scrambling in my mind to think of an Aladdin <laughs> song, and I couldn't. I couldn't think of yeah, that exactly. Is it ironic? Yeah. Ironic, which is stupid, and yeah, head, my favorite. Head over feet is stupid too. Yeah, it, that's why I didn't say those. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, hands in my pocket. I like that one. Got one hand in my pocket. Unfortunately, sure and another one is. Unfortunately, they've had to cancel all the Canadian shows. Mm-hmm. They had to announce They're canceling that. all the shows. They gassed the, the whole tour. Did they gas the whole tour? They I had, mean, they'll, they had. To. They may or may not reschedule. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that it's, scares me. Is that might be the end of the band? Who knows? It, it might be easier for them to find a guitar player to do girls' part than to find a drummer to do hockey. Think, yeah, but you know, then you got a singing drummer and singing drummer <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> but Dave's been, but Dave's <laughs> Collins would say otherwise. I, I mean, no, never think good. about Grand it. Funk Railroad, no, 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 no. Genesis, no good. Think about it though. <laughs> what other uh, Triumph? Triumph had the singing really? drummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that up until I watched that documentary. There's a great documentary on Crave. Follow your heart. What are they saying? Triumph, you'd be follow your heart. You've got to follow. They're a lot better than I thought they were. If you watch that documentary, 
They're not here for a good time. A no. Long time. no. Who's that? So, may, so maybe Dave packs it in, but I doubt it. He was in Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer, like one of the most iconic guys of our time, passes away and he keeps going. Not with Start. that band, though, he didn't. Not with that band. But he, he'll, he'll continue to play music. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he will. I'm just thinking that it, that could be the end of the Foo Fighters. Could we, be. We don't, we don't know, which would break my heart because I don't know, I'm a big Foo Fighters guy. And maybe, um, maybe we could do a 10 great songs at some point. Yeah. Up. We'll have to sneak, uh, sneak that in there. But um, maybe we should do Alanis too. We well, she might appear on a future episode. One of the ones that we talked about. Uh, we're not going to spill those beans just yet. But uh, oh no, oh no, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Oh, yes, no. you did. Spill the beans. Dangle the bait, boys. Dangle the bait. <laughs> that's really bad. But anyway. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Um, we were we were talking about. Um, that you know documentaries and stuff like that so uh, today's today's band if if unless we have any more Foo Fighters stuff but I think maybe we'll move on to I think we've got lots to say I'm going to try and do my best not to mispronounce the band because I've always pronounced it Leonard Skinner not Leonard Skinner it's technically Leonard so we're going to fuck that up but anyway yeah um, we're talking documentaries there's a great documentary we'll probably get into a little bit of that if anybody watched some but I figured that the way to way to start because I think this is a little bit of a different band than than we've done before. Maybe the police might have been in there, um, but in terms of our overall knowledge and familiarity with the band, I would suggest it'd be fairly low over the four of us. So maybe just go around the table before you heard any of this, before we got into any of it. What were your sort of preconceived notions about the band or the perception of the band has anyone got any any thoughts out of the gate moral they just fall into that 70s southern rock thing where i was like you know what i don't want to listen to them uh and their songs are like they have so many popular songs but uh they're a very talented band very talented and uh you know what i would say they probably made songs for about 25 years more than they should have. <laughs> yeah. But absolutely. the original crew, yep. uh, absolutely fucking talented and awesome. So I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think we're doing the community a service by narrowing the songs down because I'd say probably 20% of their songs are amazing and the other 80 are you know, mediocre at best. Their newer stuff, I think, is very country. So, yeah, that's a good point to make that we're focusing on the sort of the the Ronnie Van Zant years, if if you will. Those are the only listenable years. <clears throat> they are. There's Leonard, there's Leonard Skinner hundred percent pre plane crashes like Aerosmith pre sobriety. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, totally it's true. It's, it's like two it's different bands. It's yeah. so good. Hundred percent. So bad. Yeah. 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 My familiarity was just like, and I'm being 100% honest, was Freebird. Yep. And Sweet Home Alabama. Now, it, it turns out I knew more songs while listening than, than I realized, but that's all I could name off the top of my head. And I knew they died in a plane crash, or some guys died in a plane crash in 77. Uh, yep, 77. That's all I knew. And then uh, you guys hooked me up with the doc. 
Well, and the doc was great. We'll the get doc, into that. We'll get into that. And I and I'm going to what I find interesting. What you just said is exactly kind of where I was at as well. And wasn't it interesting? It was like the opening scene, or very very close to the beginning of that documentary. They're talking to to somebody, and and the they're I I just got to look at my note here. It's a, you know they talk about the breadth and the width of the music, and the guy was saying, you know, do you know Leonard Skinner? And the answer was always, I know Freebird and Sweet Home Alabama. And the guy says, so I would I would I would sit the guy down or the person down, and and play it for them, and then they go, wow, this is great. Yeah, and we kind of did the same thing accidentally that's if we back it up and i wasn't a skinnerd fan until i was none of us were. days and dazed and confused that was the I other song even that know. i knew yeah Tuesday's first time gone. i saw dazed and confused and that song is perfect in that movie yeah and that's like one of the best movies ever yeah yeah my opinion. the ending yeah. when the when the moon tower party is over and you know the the, the <laughs> cup on the top of the keg and the dudes are the dude from Yellowstone, whatever Benny. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's in the back of that truck. He's all he's all gooned up and and that. So that yeah, there's there was there's very little kind of knowledge, I guess, amongst the the the, the four of per- us about perfect that. Perfect song after a bender when the sun comes up. That's the you could hear that that song start playing as soon as the sun, <laughs> the sun yeah. comes up. Yeah. So what. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was, what, what's the name of that documentary again? It slipped my mind here. Uh, it is called "If I Leave Here Tomorrow." If I leave here tomorrow, right? Yeah. it's it's on Netflix. It's, um, it's relatively new too, right? The last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know when it was done. Probably three, four years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, what a bizarre band. Three guitar players, like three crazy good guitar players yeah. playing playing three different guitars with different styles and different tones and stuff like so many guys coming in and out of the lineup at their height like it was, it was well, weird. i if you if you try because normally when i write these these notes and stuff i'll put together sort of a band list right just to in case someone says hey the bass player and i'm like fuck i don't remember who the bass player is and and i started to i tried to do that and when you go on wikipedia and it's like well they start with this guy and then this guy left and then he came back, and he was the bass player. But now he decided. Now he's playing guitar, and yeah. I was just like, I can't, I can't follow it. for For all intents and purposes, I would say that you know we're talking Ronnie Van Zant, you know, the vocalist. Um, Gary Rossington was pretty steady on guitar. I think Alan Collins on guitar. Ed King was sort of the original guitarist, and he bolted. He got pissed off on the road because things were chaotic. They brought in Steve Gaines, who of course died in that plane crash. They had two bassists. Um, I did find a funny their keyboardist was Billy Powell, mm-hmm. um, and then drums was Bob. No Clarence. Bob Burns, and then he quit. And then the second oh, yeah, the- drummer has the best name ever, Artemis. Artemis Pyle. Artemis, Artemis Pyle. <laughs> That's and he's just a hippie from like South Carolina. They're all hippies. But, you know, to go back to the question, I mean, in terms of the perception, that was kind of it, right? And I think you you get a little bit of that, that they're, I always thought of them more country than Southern Rock. And then, like, I, you just figured they were just gun-toting, you know, they, they got the um, the Confederate flag and, and shit like that. I just, and once you 
watched the documentary, it completely changed my perception of them and and gave me an appreciation for them. Yeah, yeah I, I, I they def- were a lot more innocent with the Confederate flag. They're just yeah. We just want to represent the South. We didn't know. Yeah, I think we can give them a pass, probably on that. Like, you know, there would be some concerns nowadays, but they were they were they were authentic rednecks, like from Jacksonville. They weren't they weren't these like fake Southern CCR guys, a bunch but, of donkeys from California playing talking about the bio. These these guys were real with CCR. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I these guys jammed in a swamp. Hell. I know yeah, they a did. Swamp. Their jam space was like I was jealous. They were. I would agree. They were authentic Southern, but not. I, I don't know if I'd call them redneck or authentic redneck because because again they were at least with the lyrics with with Ronnie and not every guy was on the same page but he was anti gun right anti racism yeah. uh-huh. anti segregation shit like that like for what you think of when you see Confederate flag when you think of Southern yeah. states and stuff like that that wasn't what they were what they were about absolutely they were very, they were enlightened if you will like. The, his lyrics are very much about. I didn't realize, like just, just, just the normal guy, like the modern man, right? Yeah, like I think that's where a lot of the lyric, uh, where it touches a lot of people, is it's a lot of working class stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of simple but honest themes. And guy was a great lyricist. I had no idea. And voice of an angel, dude. Oh, the voice, the voice is the incredible. Voice is just, just incredible. Best rock voices ever. Right? Yeah. I agree. She's really good. Under, underappreciated. You know how good he was, really. What a devastating loss! Again, yeah, um, we're finding these bands, you know, way too late. But um, what you know, if, for what those for those guys? If it wasn't for this podcast, we never would have fucking listened to this band. I agree. True. And then we did, and we're like, holy fuck! Like that guy's got an amazing voice. The guitar players are awesome. The musicianship on the first five albums is, you know, incredible. Yeah, yeah it's it's, crazy. it's good after that, but it it's kind of like. The band, it's not the same band. So, right? so no. one of my favorite parts they're of that documentary was uh, they're being interviewed. You know, they're about two or three albums in, and they're being interviewed. And they came, hey, now that you've found some success, what, what are you doing with your money? Like, how are you living differently? And the guy, like, looks at him, and he's like, well, I got a better fishing boat. Like, that's all he wanted. <laughs> he just wanted a better fishing boat. Yeah. That's all he wanted. Bubba Gump shrimping. I, I really enjoyed that part. They they partied hard too. They partied might have partied hard. harder than any band I've except ever the one seen. guy, the one guitar player. Oh, the guy from California. He never fit in. Yeah, the guy that they said, oh, he was stingy with his dope. <laughs> <laughs> that guy never fit in, <laughs> and he was awesome. That was uh, Ed Ed King. Yeah, he quit. Yeah, he quit because of all the partying and stuff. That, but, and he had the light. When they took the, the picture bolt, for the one said, uh, album cover, the lightning bolt. The lightning That's bolt right. was yeah. <laughs> How? What are the odds of capturing that? Like that—that that is a that was off of their first album or yeah, second? I that can't was remember, that was the pronounced album. But yeah, the, they captured the lighting bolt in behind that guy's head. It's a great, great shot. Absolutely, I found it funny in that in that doc when they're talking about the the road manager had to carry he he carried two hundred fifty grand in cash in a briefcase at all times. Yeah. To pay for bail, damages to <laughs> hotel, to pay off hotel, hotel, and he said angry hotel managers and shit like that. The guy was he would carry two fifty k. That's a lot back in then. a briefcase. Like that's ba- like two like million now. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. They didn't vulgar display of power. Seen that video? No. Oh, 
That's a same that, thing. That's a documentary of the of the damage they do in hotels. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we gotta watch that right after this. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, I mean, that Ronnie Van Zant was an incredible voice, which we, we've already mentioned. But everyone seemed to really admire him. Like he seems like a really nice guy. They always big heart, sweet guy. Always yeah. gave you the time of day. And then they talked about when he'd get drinking, mm-hmm. and then he'd just come at you full force fighting, like yeah. absolutely try and break your jaw. And 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 guys that would uh, or people that were interviewing him for like magazines or whatever. So he, he'd be sitting here and you'd be interviewing him, and he'd sit there and drink whiskey, and then he'd get really angry, and then they finish the interview, and he'd say, "So how are you going to get out of here?" Because yeah. the, do- the door's behind him, right? So yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd fight the guy from, like, Rolling Stone or whatever, right? That was incredible. How are you getting out of here? How are you getting out of here? And the guy's like, fuck. Well, that's why Buddy with the lightning bolt quit. Yeah. He, said he, he did. not take it anymore. The, the, every time he'd get past that certain point, wanted to fight him. Well, yeah. And another thing that struck me in the documentary as I'm watching it is I'm like, they, they kept focusing on Ed King, the guy who quit. Yep. Uh, Gary Rosington who is the only member from the original band that, that made it to, to, to today. Mm-hmm. And um, that Artemis guy, who was the second drummer. Yep. And I'm like, where's the rest of these guys? I knew a couple died in the plane crash. If you look, it's absolutely tragic. In the last 20 years, how many of them have died? They're all dead. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I, it's if, like the Doobie Brothers. At the end of yeah. the... It's not one Doobie Brother left. No. at the end of At the end of the documentary... It shows like it'll go through a list of like all the guys, and and most of them most of them are dead. You can look it up on Wikipedia as well. If you go into former members of Wikipedia, you'll obviously see the ones that died in 1977 were part of the plane crash, and there were six there. But I think there's only two or three members. Um, and yeah, and then it well, just I worry was, about us because picks and sticks like we can't get on the same plane together no 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 zero chance no i mean otherwise picks and like sticks won't, good bands and won't be able to continue it's the only way we do it is four planes anyway we're really safe so each, for each the person benefit, on a different plane obviously for the benefit of the people that can't see what we're looking we've got a big tv here up on it we have the members and right now we're looking at 24 members of the band and we haven't scrolled over <laughs> like how many people were yeah in this it's band. true it, bananas it, but I mean, and that's also, that's not just, if you just go through the list, like the beginning or the early years of, of the band on Wikipedia, you'll, you'll see how many guys changed in and out before they even recorded that first album. It's, it's yeah. Crazy. I never noticed I, that. I, I'd like to get back to their, to their jam space. I don't think we've given it enough, enough time. Like, Hell house. Like the, to, to think they actually jammed in like a, sh- it's basically a shack. Yeah. Right beside a swamp. Yeah. Right. They wrote the whole first album. So when they recorded it, they just showed up and played it. Right. They're, they're, took them a few days because they just had her down. Yeah. And they just clown packed that thing and just jammed yeah. for Like, I can't believe how much time and how cool of an environment would that have been. Cool. But I mean, when they talk about it after, like, it was hot as hell. Like, you're, where were they? Jacksonville? Yeah. They're in Florida. No air conditioning. No air conditioning. You're in this little hut and a bunch of guys jamming 16 out. 16 Marshall stacks. Just just sweating your nuts <laughs> off. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was going to ask, does anyone... Actually, I got a little bit of story I'll tell once we get to this part, but how did how did we end up deciding to, to do this? I do, I do remember 
it was it was late January. We just finished recording an episode. It might have been the underrated bands, or might have been the cover song, something like like that. Yeah, it's one of those two. And then I went home. Gordo went home, and somehow, and sometimes you know we'll sit here and we'll just oh, listen we just to sat music. down and uh, started did, playing some you, tunes. I, uh, can I how just did, can how did I describe we, how from did my we, point of view how it happened? Chose? And I'll let you take away. Sorry, Carla. Don't Go say ahead. sorry. <laughs> I saw you guys. You had a Leonard. Someone had heard a Leonard song. You're talking about the documentary. You're playing a song. Everyone sat back, and I'm like, "Yeah, now's oh, my time to the go." Documentary must have triggered it. And then you guys, I think it was a drink, Simple Man. And you were Simple Man is such a great. song. I could see oh, you guys really leaning into documentaries because we were talking yeah. Beatles doc. That's what it was. Skinner yeah. doc. That's what it was because yeah. I had COVID and I was going through Netflix and I watched the documentary. That's what it was, mm-hmm. and I was talking about it. And then somewhere we were listening to a whole bunch of other shit. Gordo, you took off, and then somehow, I don't know. I probably said, "Oh, you got to play this song. This song's unbelievable." We started listening to it, and then literally, we went through that night and we listened to the first, I think, four albums straight cover to cover. Yeah, maybe the well, first three for sure. You guys are only two songs in, and when I left, I'm like, "That's the next band we'll be doing." <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> well, and that was the funny thing. So, so here's the story. So when when I showed up to record the uh, whatever it was episode that we were that we were doing, I was flipping through XM Radio, and Slave to the Grind came on on uh, what a Hair Nation Skid Row. Right. So I had that thing fucking cranked as I rolled in, like cranked. And you know how loud it is, like when when you've got a tin can basically and you're you've got this thing at 11 right so anyway so i i parked the car don't think anything of it so usually we 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 come here for a couple of hours you go home at at a reasonable hour well of course that night we ended up listening to fucking four hours of leonard skinner or whatever and it was about 2 30 i think that that i left might have been two somewhere between two and 2 30 i think that we that i left and of course it was january so I fucking started my car before I left. So the fucking radio is like cranked. It's two thirty in the morning. It's it's out on it's out on the road, and I had that thing warming up for probably fifteen minutes. So your neighbors and stuff like the people that are front like this thing is on Hair Nation. The best part was it was so it was beyond embarrassing even. Luckily, there's no one around. When I get to the car, unskinny bop is playing. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. So I got to fucking, I open the door and then it gets louder and it's right in the chorus. Unskinny bop bop. And I'm like, fuck me. It's 2.30 in the morning. What the hell is going on? I was like, Jesus. I've been sitting on that story for a while. I was trying to figure out when I was going to tell the story. I figured like this might be the time to tell it. And I was like, that's so, incredible. So now every time when I when I when I go anywhere, I always turn the radio down. That is amazing. So I get that sometimes warming the car up in the morning. Can hear it. I think it was you, Carlin, that also saw the doc. You were loving Leonard early. You were an yeah. advocate. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah big fan. Yeah. Moral? If you're a guitar player, the guitar is. Well, why would you it's not a, love it? It's almost impossible They're awesome. to play. So they're fucking awesome. I listened to the whole five albums and a, a, a smattering, if you will, of the, of the later stuff. And 
I found that these guys' top songs are, are incredible. Uh, but I found they fell off a cliff really early for me, like after song maybe six or no, seven. Oh, they crashed the plane. I, really? I, I didn't enjoy the entire 20-song catalog as oh. much as we have with other bands. But okay. The, the, but the top five are, are fantastic. But they, they seem to be, I, I'm not going to call them one hint wonders because they're not. No. Nope. But they didn't have as many great songs as I anticipated. They had a lot of meh and some good stuff. So you didn't you didn't come like you didn't come around as, as as quickly as as the rest of us. I think the the other three of us. May, maybe it's because you missed the. I think it's because I missed the night. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. I'd be an advocate too, but no, maybe like Simple Man, and we'll get to our list eventually here. But Simple Man is amazing. Like, yeah, as we said, Voice of an Angel, great song, mm-hmm. incredible tune. I didn't know that was that was one of the songs I'd heard that I didn't know that was Leonard. Oh, okay, and. uh I, I've listened. That's been heavy in the rotation. It's a really good tune. Um, some of the others we'll get to. Yeah, and we might have a bit of a. It's, it's a not a good tune. It's a great tune. It is a great tune. It is. And, it is. And and we'll. Um, it is on the top ten, a uh, top eleven list. Yes. And I'd forgotten how long Freebird is. Do we really need nine and a half minutes? Yeah, Come we on, do. Let's, let's tighten that up, boys. No, Jesus dude. For Freebird, Christ. you do. Is no. there a radio edit of it? I, I hope not. No. Uh, no. That's one you can't play. It. You're like, right. Fuck. It has to be. You have to be in the mood well, for Freebird, though. Yeah, you do. You I'm do. always in the mood for you, Freebird. You got to buckle in because you know you, it's going to be. You need 10 minutes yeah. of spare time. You sure do. But once once after five minutes, you're like, ah, fuck, I'm in. Like the double guitar put another five solo? in. Another five minutes solo, double guitar outro? Come on. The outro wasn't originally there. Oh, really? It was. You started jamming? It was originally. The, you know, the part, whatever it ends up being, the five minutes or whatever that you think would be the regular song. When they started playing it live, Ronnie said to the guitarist or whatever, he said, why don't you guys just just do a little something to give me a break? So he would go and whatever, drink, smoke, whatever that, you know, singers do. He said he needed to bring his voice down. Okay. So that was it. And then these guys, and they, they basically created... The you know the the free bird that ended up on the album from from kind of playing it live and playing it for for people and shit like that. So that's so, the way it came. So that was added. Yeah, from what it was originally intended oh. to be, and then when they started playing shows, like the recorded version is obviously the nine hmm. the nine minutes or whatever. They used to play that live. They they got up to like twenty minutes on that sometimes. Well, Cease, you've what's you've got one more from the road on vinyl, right? See. The no, ver- give me back my bullets. One, yeah, sorry, that's a live one. Yes, the Freebird on that live album yeah. is, I think it's fourteen, fourteen and a half minutes, and it's fucking magical. It's magical. <laughs> it's so good. Now we're getting ahead of ourselves, of that course, album, but that's though, okay. You know what though? Live always, you can't hide mistakes. Uh-huh. That, that live album is good. You can. It's really you, good. You hear how perfect they are. They're un- unbelievable. I heard. The, they don't suck live. No. I like the part in the documentary as well where uh, they have it all filmed where they open for the Rolling Stones, who they were huge fans of. They opened for the Who before that, yeah. which is crazy. So they're opening for the Stones, and oh, the Stones yeah. were jacked to have them as the opening band, and they said, hey, just one rule, don't go out in the tongue. So they had this giant stage, and they had the, the Rolling Stones' tongue built out as this like 40-foot extension of the stage, which, which was pretty crazy. And so what do they do? They're doing Freebird, and the singer's like, fuck this. So he, he gets the band 
they're all out on the tongue. They're all jamming. I guess Mick Jagger, not a happy camper. You can't go out on the tongue. You can't say don't go on the tongue. Then what's going to happen? You got to go. go I'm playing free. If I'm he playing said nothing, Freebird. they probably would not have gone on the tongue. Anyway, it's funny to see him live. He looks back and he's waving them up. Come on. And they're just, they're having a great time. They're doing the double guitar. When you have three guitar players, you can do a double guitar. No problem. And, uh, yeah, it, it looked like a, uh, a fantastic show. I'm sure they would have been better live than on album for me, if I had to say. What do you think for the live album? Was the live album better than studio, or what do you think? What the fuck? Live album is awesome. Yeah, that's Dude, not, Gord was stalling not, for time while I was at the beer fridge, and that better. went horribly wrong. Yeah, don't look at me to keep the freaking ball rolling. No, but they, they seem to me like they would have been a better live band than studio band. Maybe I'm wrong there, but no, I think they'd all be bands incredible. Are better live, aren't they? Not all. All good ones. Uh, good bands are good live. All good mm-hmm. bands are. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, if you had to compare like them clutch. to their to compare them to their peers of the time, they they sound a little bit. They have that thin 70s rock recording, which I'm sure you could speak to. They remind me of ZZ Top in a way. They're different, but they remind me of them. But whereas ZZ Top has a little bit more blues, Skinner has a little more country, and I think that's where I, I didn't enjoy them as much. I, I, I don't love, love the their guitar just, sounds. They got some like bone-crushing guitar sounds. But they're still better than CCR. Those those guys are doggies. Fuck that. We should do a CCR. I, fuck, I love CCR. What are you talking about? <laughs> this shit all over CCR. Uh, the guitaring fun. is great there, too. Uh, it's no, no Skinner. The three yeah, guitar army is unbelievable. Those fake rednecks. Hard to see the bayou from the Indian. Yeah, I don't know what they use. The I would assume they got Marshall stacks. Like it, Some of the sounds they get out of their guitars is mm. fucking phenomenal. Where you're like, how is that that heavy, but it's a clean sound? Pretty cool. Hmm. And I that's did, one of the things I really love about them. I, I didn't find any of their songs heavy. Do you got an example? Not to put you on the spot, but whereas ZZ Top, they could get a growl coming out of their studio. I, I didn't think that these when guys... Simple Man goes into... Simple Man goes into a heavy part, and the guitars are just crushing. Okay. What about like, Give Me Back My Bullets? That, that riff is a Billy Gibbons riff. Yeah, that sound that sounds mm-hmm. to me like ZZ Top. Yep, totally. All right, so we're two for two. So you're wrong again. But but, but thinner, thinner. <laughs> no, the guitars are not thin, really, by any means. Okay, in Leonard it, Skinner, it could have been the '70s production. I don't know. Now, if you want to talk about the drums, the drummer is a good drummer, and the recording of the drums is fucking garbage. It's bad How on every album. That sound it feels like it. they put him in a fucking tin can. I, I was totally going to say, it's like they put him across the street and forgot to put a mic <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Because the guitars are like right there. Yeah. Big, booming guitars. But the and the drums of, are like... It's hard. Like the reverb on the snare right. drum. Like where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Cease? Yeah, the beginning of I Ain't The One. It sounds like it sounds like he's spinning records. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That. Like, yeah. that's good drumming, right? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think that's production. That sounds like. I, a, yeah, the, that's the, the sound effect. The drumming recording on all those first five albums is really lackluster to me because there's other bands that are not even spending a lot more money. They're getting way more out sounds of. Sounds like Eric B on drums. Just man. A, I guess they just focused <laughs> on the. B. They just focused on the three guitar players. Like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Just well, tune your own drums. Yeah, it was. It was the. Th- the three guitarists and the and the voice is really what carried it. A little bit later on, when 
the the keyboards there's a couple songs that sounded like like the Billy Preston the what was that the uh, it's poison whiskey where the piano's just out it, of hand it's so loud like okay we know you got it, a keyboard player it sounded Calm like down it's well, he sounded was a roadie like, too i like that part of the doc yes a, that's right that's right but yeah. didn't it sound like the same one that we watched on on let it be yeah, yeah, the uh, Clarence, Clarence. Clarence. No, what was what was the this theme now? Uh, the piano adding the yeah, he was awesome. The, the electric, the I electric I piano. Would I don't like, find the piano in this in any of the Leonard Skinner overpowering. Just the one. Song I don't. I, I I find it at times really really good. But I guess the point I was trying to make is by the time you layer all that shit on, they forgot they had a drummer <laughs> and a bass player. You don't really. I didn't anyway notice the bass player that much like it's not like you're like oh my god they got a great bass player no uh, he was yeah. just keeping it cool it's not like maiden no not, not steve harris no <laughs> there's no lars, lars in this back <laughs> but really it's weird that the rhythm section wasn't in my opinion given their due and in, in the recording studio it's it's so undermixed and not not well done could be 70s, and they're, like and they're said. they do sound like decent players but except swamp music Swamp music is all drums and bass. And background singing. Yeah. yeah Swamp okay. music. Yeah. Well, Swamp you music. know what? Yeah, sure. Should we get into the list? Let's do the list. Yeah, Let's get not? in the list. Okay, so so here we go. We'll talk about the algorithm, which which was which was broken. We broke the algorithm with the Leonard Skinner. Had to rebuild it from scratch. Had to rebuild it. So we got, it's now algorithm 3.0. Holy shit. It was it was I didn't know we had that in the budget. Dude, it was busted. There was just wires and shit. It looked like the like the uh what was it the the garbage scene from Star Wars there. Oh, it was just a compactor? bunch of wire the comp the compactor. Yeah. Yeah. Just wires and shit. It started to smell. It was out of control. So we did <laughs> we had to reload that because we were we were missing it was originally just eleven songs, but you know, we re calibrated it and we did end up with the eleven. But so essentially, the four of us will will put together our own top twenty lists, and uh, we run it through the patented picks and six algorithm, and uh, that uh, that ranks all the songs. We talk about the top ten, but our playlists. Again, we're we're doing God's work. We, we really are. We put together a playlist for you, the listener. You can get it on Apple Music. You can get it on YouTube Music. You can get it on, on Spotify. <laughs> Um, I didn't miss what happened. There's a flushing. <laughs> There's a flushing. There's a it's flushing. okay. It happens. It it's does. live, people. It's hey, live. It is. You know, it's, um, there's a bit of an echo sometimes at the palatial studio, but, um, in any event, so we're going to, we're going to talk, uh, top 10, top 11. So we've got a tie really for the 10 spot. I can't freaking believe when, we, okay. Am I mistaken? When we originally did this list earlier in the week, there was 10. And then there was a surprise 11th song because we had to recalibrate. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So the list that you have. I'm fine with that. I, I just sent out a text and say, yep. hey, there was, a, there was an error. So we had to rebuild it. Um, so with 35 points um, in tied for 10th place, we've got the Ballad of Curtis Lowe. The Ballad. And we've got Saturday Night Special. Do we know who Curtis Lowe is? Does anyone know that? I didn't. I didn't. A black man with white curly hair. That's right. That's true. That was he teaching a right, white dude how right to play the, the blues, right? It's right in the song. On the dobro. 
So where are we at with that song? So Curtis Lowe is the, sorry, Saturday Night Special was the tie. Saturday Night Special was the other one. And again, you know, Saturday Night Special, when you first, when you see the name of the song and if you kind of sort of, kind of listen to the to the lyrics, you mm-hmm. think that it's, I mean, it's Southern, all these guys with their fucking guns. It's actually, it's not really about that at all. So Saturday, midnight. I mean, Saturday night seems like okay. Something special about the South. I'm just gonna say it. It's almost a good riff. That's my note. (laughs) It is. It wants to be an iconic '70s riff, and it's almost there, but it's just not quite. It's a good song, but it didn't. I think it's got a groove to it, man. Yeah, it does totally. It's got a groove. Yeah, yeah, do it. Keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. That thing, like, he's got that that offbeat kind of drum thing going. Like, in in vocals are fantastic. Vocals are great, but it is a you know it really isn't. It's an anti-gun song. It's about you know. And that was surprising. You mentioned that earlier, but that was really surprising to me that they were uh, at least the um, Ronnie Van Zant was was very anti-gun. Yeah. Uh, I That's not what I expected. Too many people getting killed is what he said. Yeah. So that, it, it was interesting to hear his, his take on that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's because he punched so many people in the face. That's right. He, he was afraid, afraid to get he shot. Didn't get shot. He didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's yeah, right. He's like, fuck guns. I don't want none of these motherfuckers. You're staying at some tonight. sketchy motel yeah, in guns Wichita. Guns are a wild card. I want unarmed victims. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that could be true. But that's ballad, totally true. The ballad of Curtis Lowe, or yeah, it's Curtis Lowe. Oh, right? mm-hmm. What was that? Curtis that's a good Blow. song. That was my elbow. That wasn't. That wasn't me. Fart. That was my elbow. Um, Did you just shit yourself? No, no, chair? no, no. Didn't happen that way. Um, that is a good song. That's that's a that is a solid ballad. It's uh, again working man song. I just I, I I really dig that one. Actually, I'm yeah, going to make the list. That's from their second helping album. The second album, obviously. Which, which, we actually have a lot of a lot of songs from Second Helping. I would say that'd be our our second favorite um, second favorite album. Um, and again, if if you look at songs number nine and number eight on the list, those are both from Second Helping. Now here's where so Swamp Music comes in at nine. So let's talk about Swamp Music a little bit because. Morrow had this as his number one song. This is his number one song. I had it number five. You guys didn't have it at all, which is how it snuck into the into the top ten. But I don't know, man. I this is one of the songs to me that I really, really like the drums. I mean the sound again, not so great, but it had it's got that cool piano. It's got the the Hammond, the Reggie Hammond. Give me some trim. Yeah. It's got the <laughs> <laughs> I need to get me some trim. But you awesome. Know, you know what this is? And it's, it's funny. Like, I had these notes, and we, we never share what we're going to talk about or whatever ahead of time. You guys get into the CCR talk and stuff like that. And I wrote down, what this song is really good CCR. That's what this is. Yeah. If CCR was any good, they yeah. would write swamp music. But they're oh. not. So they didn't write anything close to they that. Did. It is amazing guitar playing. Oh. Oh, just I'm incredible. And it's got that. Uh, I don't know what the beat is. It's shuffle. It's, like, it's a little shuffle. Yeah. yeah. A little shuffle bam, to it. Bam, 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 bam. It's got a little funk to it. Like it yeah. That's the one song where I'm like, I'm, 
I just love it. I wrote down there because I'm not a guitar guy. Obviously, I get there's so much good going on with the guitars. That's all I. I that's yeah. how I could only put it into words. When, I don't, yeah. when you listen to it, the three different guitars, the different tones, and how they play off each other. It was just yeah. it's. Yeah. It's it's a cornucopia of brilliance is what it is. Cornucopia. Yeah, it was. I, I actually really do appreciate it. It actually offends me that you don't like it. No. This is a bad. fucking outrage. I, I really like how the you mentioned that the three guitar players play well together. Like they, they, they sink back, let the one guy shine, and the other guy comes in and they, they have distinctly different sounds. Yeah. But with all the same feel. Like it all makes it you all hear, makes you sense. You hear it all. You right? hear the bass, you hear the yeah. drums, you hear the guitars. Like they're playing a really funky song. Yep. And you don't hear a lot of it it's in in all their music like that. It's like not the, like the Foo Fighters who when they have their third guitar player, he's it's usually like doing the 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 crunchy like heavy kind of playing with the bass. Like these three guys you can hear distinctly and I I really like that about them. Yeah, I wouldn't compare him to the Foo Fighters. No, I that certainly, guitar, certainly wouldn't guitar, try. The guitar, the guitar, guitar and they're playing and that. Yeah. yeah no, the but Foo there's Fighters, not a lot of... The Foo Fighters don't do that. But there's not a lot of three-guitar bands. They're a lot like Testament, the way that they... <laughs> <laughs> April Wine, another three-guitar band. But, but yeah, there's like not that's a some, lot of three-guitar bands. That's some fucking finger-picking. That's some... Yeah, finger there picking is good. a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. Okay, I really enjoyed that song. I think first order of business when we're done. I should. I was going to bring my vinyl, but anyway, um, we will uh, we'll listen to that again. I want I w- you need to hear that again, Gord, because you missed something. Number eight off the same album, which is second helping. As I mentioned, the song is working for MCA. Good riff, really good riff. This is the first one on the list where I can honestly say this is a good seventies riff. You can hum along, you can tap your foot, yep. you can do whatever Morrow's doing, snapping your fingers w- with that little dance, but it, it's a great, yeah, that one. <laughs> Would yeah. you not, it's a good solid riff. Well, I think I probably had it lowest on on my list. Because um, you don't like the chorus. The chorus bugs me. But I think the chorus is designed that way. To piss me off? Because I thought about, yeah, because, <laughs> because they're talking about the record company, right? Working yeah. for MCA. Yeah. So I think they're like, we're badass. And then when they go to the course, working for MCA, they kind of slow it. They they do that weird kind of timing. It's, and their, it doesn't, it's their walking on it's, the tongue it, moment. It's, it's yeah, more it the... It kind of is. It's, for me, it's more the, the lyrics than it is the music. I, I, I don't say this... I won't say this about Leonard Skinner very often, but for me... The chorus, the, the lyrics are weak. I just I just think that the it's just not good enough for me. And that's fine. If you, you know, the last three minutes of this song with the guitar solos is awesome. like, like incredible. I can listen to that shit. And all the day vocals long. are incredible pretty much throughout. Everything but the chorus. If they if if we took that song, played it exactly the way it is, but somehow redid the chorus. <laughs> the what chorus. don't you like? So <laughs> move the chorus. Like he just what line? I get it. I actually get I, it. I, I I don't have it in you front of me. You just I'd, didn't like it. Eh? I'd ha- well, not every song can be like. Hey, I'll get dude, the research. You know that, right? Like what's that? The, not every song can be deep. Well, no, it's just. I don't know. I that's fair. I get what you're saying, and I agree with it, somewhat. But I, you know what the the. The song is so good that I can sort of excuse the course part. That's fair. 
Yeah, I, it's Strange. outside. It's outside. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it still made my top twenty. So I'm not saying it's it's a dog shit song. It's it's not fucking Brandon, but it's <laughs> working for Brandon. I love it. Working, no, working, no, working for Brandon. <laughs> um, yeah, um, working for Nona. Maybe that's but. So yeah, I don't want to say that it's a terrible song. That's not what I'm not what I'm saying. It, mm. it it's. I don't know. It's just when, you know, when there's a part of a song that you just go, God, I hate this part. And then you just kind of wait for that to be over. And then the rest of it gets in there. And it's fucking awesome. Sure. That's kind of the way it is for me for, okay. with, with that one. All right, boys. So now we've got, you know, we've got ourselves a bit of an appetite for destruction type situation here where uh, songs number seven, six, five. Holy shit. Seven, six, five, four, three, and one are all from their first album, which is called pronounced Leonard no Skinner. Way. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about a, a, a few of them, but I guess overall, I guess we would say that's our favorite yes, album. That's, that's vinyl worthy. Eh? It is. Yeah. I, I've been looking for it. It's hard to find. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to find. So, I ain't the one. Um, all I wrote on that one was what a tremendous opening track on a debut album. We've had those conversations a little bit about debut albums and and shit like that. This song is as good as any. Yep. Great, great, uh, first foot forward, so to speak. Anyone else on that? Or do you want to move on to number six, poison whiskey? Let's go to poison whiskey, poison whiskey. Hey, we've got a keyboard player. Listen to him ruin this fucking song. What? <laughs> dude, it's an okay it's a good song, but dude, dude turn down the song. piano. No, is it, come on. Is it too much Reggie Hammond? Too it? much Reggie no Hammond. Way. I can't take in that much Reggie at once. Gee, no, yeah. that was the, that was my favorite moment of our listening party. The Poison Whiskey. I, poison Whiskey. I got a greatest hits album. And then they got those two albums that's not Poison Whiskey. Never heard it before. Oh. It was oh, yeah, that's good. It's one of their best songs. I think. All right. Pretty well, I might you, have to re-listen. You've got you've got a greatest hits album, or the live. Uh, sorry, that was one of my. F- Is it on the live? No, on the when Monk we got our Europe? when we got our five CD changer. Oh. And, and I think. Where did you, where did you store the CDs? Uh, in the Columbia album? House. Yeah, Columbia House. I got. Got Leonard Skinner's greatest hits. Oh, Highway to the, Hell. The brown one, the the <laughs> Skinner's innards. <laughs> is that what it's called? Skinner's is that what it's called? Innards? I think it's You're called right, Skinner's yeah. Innards. <laughs> That's right. That's is that what it is? Amazing. <laughs> I'm fairly sure it is. I'm gonna let me text <laughs> the uh, research right. team here. So let me hold on. You've got two Skinner albums and Hell's Bells on the five CD changer. I, li- I like this so far. How do you round that out? <laughs> oh shit! I can't. Slayer and albums. Alanis. <laughs> Just Alanis. <laughs> Back when she was the Lannis Morris. It's like raining. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it is Skinner's Innards. Yep, that's that's the name. You of love they, that song. How do you? they spell Innards? You love that song. They that's going to be a surprise. I N N Y R D S. Yeah. How else do you spell it, Gordo? I, I knew. It You're goddamn right. <laughs> um, fucking bonus marks. Did you guys know before the documentary how they got their name? Because I, I was... I had no idea. I had no clue. I knew almost nothing about the band. Like, wasn't it their grumpy gym teacher? And they just... Oh, let's 
Leonard Skinnard or something. Oh, Leonard, yeah. Leonard Skinner. Well, it was that combined with the uh, Hello Mother, Hello Father. Yes, the Camp it. Granada song in there. There's something about Leonard Skinner. Right. So this is either the best way to come up with a band name or the worst, and I don't know which. It, it's one of those two, though. I think the spelling is what makes it genius. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, that's how they didn't get sued by that gym teacher. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Because he can't fucking really? do that. As far as band names go, it's pretty bad. Why? What's wrong with Leonard Skinner? Or Leonard Skinner? Like named after a dude? I don't know. He, but if you don't know, it's you don't know where half these bands yeah, come but there's from. There's no vowels in it, right? Sometimes, I guess why. so. Sometimes, why? why? Right? It's clever, but Seriously, it's kind of yeah. lame. It would have been fun as like their second, right. and like when they played live after a long hiatus. Let's come back as Leonard Skinner, not whatever their real band name should have been. But they they really just milked that for like fifty five years now. It's a brilliant name. Can't change now. Well, you can't change it now, but I think it's I think it's. I don't know. I've never thought, I've never thought it like that's a bad name. Then I guess you should have thought a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Don't make me bring up your old band names. <laughs> just oh kidding. yeah, replacing. I, I just find it interesting. Replacing uh, <laughs> you know, letters with other letters. I did, I, How about I, before that? Weren't you in Wickerfish? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. That's a terrible name. Agreed. Wickerfish isn't a bad name. I don't know what it means. Anything with wicker in it's bad. I'll tell you the story behind that, allegedly, some other time. But, yeah, Leonard Skinner, I don't know. Think a little harder, boys. I don't know. Could have been a bit better. What would you you call? a great time. Uh, Swamp Boys? Something like that. I don't know. Swamp Swamp Boys. Swamp Boys would have been fucking genius. That sounds like like something out of, like, the Blues Brothers Part 2 or whatever. (laughs) What was the name of that band? The Good Old Boys, when they went down to that place. Yeah, we're the Good Old Boys, and they play at that country bar. (laughs) Throwing shit on the the chicken wire. Oh, that's such a good movie. Uh, All right, and now we're talking uh, number five is Tuesday's Gone, which fucking, we've kind of talked about it. If we ever do, so, and the listeners, we know that you've, you're well aware of the hair metal, <clears throat> pardon me, the hair metal. See, I got all choked up since talking about hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how excited I am. The hair metal uh, uh, power ballads. Yep. I'll tell you what, man. Leonard, Leonard Skinner writes one hell of a power ballad, and this is as good as they get. Absolutely beautiful tune. This is the f- okay. Now we've hit the part of the list where we've upped the ante. Okay, the sun is shining down on Gord now. This is a beautiful song. Is it unreal? This is where the first song here, where Ronnie Van, his vocals are absolutely golden. Like th- this guy's voice is something else, and you, and I finally can say that on this song. Beautiful song, beautiful power belt. I don't find it a and power belt. It's a very thoughtful, awesome song. It it is because it starts off it's it's you know Zeppelin-y where it starts off like that but then you know they they go with the big finish. Oh, oh the big we finish. like the big. I love finish. the big finish. You right? know what? It's and they do that a lot. Tasteful. They, they big finish hard. It's all not a the ten time. minute either. It's just a nice power finish. Yeah, awesome and <laughs> it's five it's five six minutes, right? And then and then a, <laughs> what are we talking? About? And then a big hard finish and then you're done, and then. 
I mean, so Days and Confused, um, we talked about that. Is that know. the one Metallica redid? Tuesday's no, gone. they did Whiskey in the Jar and... No, at the end of... Jar. Uh, oh. Oh, they yeah. did Tuesday's Gone. Did they? Yeah. Did they ruin it? Did Lars... Lars <laughs> no, they it? did a great job. <laughs> did Lars, they ruin it? Lars fucking wrecked it, didn't he? It's, what the, a o- punk. it's the only note I have on It's the only note he has. It's the only note I have. Metallica. That's it. What's the second note? Does this say giant cowbell? Jerry Cantrell. Oh, Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. It, looked like, it looked like giant cowbell. I was trying to lead you into it. You spelled giant with a J? Jerry did the guitars for the <laughs> for the Sorry. remake. Really? really good. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah, we'll have to do a after uh, after listen. On the Metallica album. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of oh, cool. Was that on... Garage Days revisited. Right, and it was a do- it was on the second side with there was some bad Sabbath cover covers like they did. Yep, Sabra Kadabra. Uh, what's his name from Blues Traveler? Oh, I hate that, that guy. Song. How do you, John? <laughs> you don't like Blues Traveler? What's that guy's name? John Popper. Yeah, John Popper. Oh yeah, my god, good. that guy on needs a he he's need, great. He need, yeah, what? He needs a head, but what's he talking about? He's dead. I fucking love. J- well, you know what? You go ahead, but his grave. That's done. that's unfortunate. I don't wish anyone, you know, that, but I'm sure Metallica. I wanted to that up. fucking shove that harmonica up his ass. What are you talking? You talk. This about, is outrageous. You want to talk about a band when you talk about like certain instruments being way too hot in the mix? Those fucking guys. It was all harmonica. I wanted to slap somebody. I was like, I don't know who produced this, but this guy should fucking be. Oh, I can't. he probably did, dude. Whatever instrument what was you that? play, if you're the producer, what was that? Stu- turn that Once shit up. upon a midnight dreary, and it's just fucking harmonica out the crank. You're just like Jesus Christ! I gotta go back to Alanis Morissette. What are you talking? Dude, it ma- literally made me feel like I love being it, a dude. hobo jumping on a train. It's fucking harmonica. You are a hobo beautiful. if you like that shit. That's <laughs> terrible music. That is absolute dog shit. This is an outrage. <laughs> All right. We're, 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 we're in this. the fucking list. <laughs> on, finish it yourself. We're done. <laughs> Fuck you guys. What else did Metallica ruin on this list? <laughs> Nothing yet. <laughs> Nothing yet. Um, oh, it gets better. Oh, boys. Number four. Give me three steps. Give me three steps. Mm-hmm. Cecil. Good story song. Hey. Good stories. <laughs> it's and it's the opposite of what most most songs are are about, right? It's about standing up for yourself and shit like that. This song is the exact opposite. This song is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Give me three steps. Give me three steps and uh, I'm high tail. Being a gentleman. Excuse me. He must have wrote fault. he wrote this one so old lady's fault. Yo, ladies, a stud. Yeah, maybe. Because it's one drunk. of those songs. When I hear the intro riff, I just want to change the fucking song. Like, really? Yeah. You don't like the song? No. When I hear the riff, I love the song. Oh, but okay. It's the. It's kind of the intro riff because it's dun, dun, It's dun, like overplayed. But if dun. you listen to the song, it's a fucking awesome song it takes too long to get into the meat i gotcha i'm like ah fuck it i'm surprised gordo that that you like this song because it that to me that riff is very country it to me it's a country it riff this wasn't my favorite it wasn't high on my list it was to be sure but i mean it was high enough it's number six i just i (laughs) wasn't my favorite it's not high on my list (laughs) 
I number six. I had a number five. I guess what I could say is it is quite country, but they do it so well. It's a good song, so yeah. It's it's pretty good. The the alternate drunk version when you wrote it was uh I'm coming to fuck you up, just so you know. That's not true. Go ahead. Fuck, that didn't land. <laughs> Jesus. Well Van's in, you know, when he comes in like when when he comes in and sings, it changes the whole song. So the intro riff, I'm like, no, I'm not good with it. But as soon as he comes in, I'm like 100% in. It's awesome. Too. Absolutely. Okay. And you can't help but sing it. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. time where me and oh, Cease were just... Sing along. Hey, What do you need? Oh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah, so that's uh, that's number four. So, all again, all these songs off that first album. If you, if you know nothing about Skinner, at the very least, you got to listen to that first album. So number three is, is, the, is the epic... Epic song that the tribute to Dwayne Allman, uh, Freebird. Um, I don't know if there's any more that I can say about it other than it's it's my favorite song. I can listen to that. That was your number one. Yeah, I can listen to that outro all day long. Um, the 14 minute live version is is awesome. I can't get enough of this song. This is one of those songs I've heard a million times. You think you get tired of it, and I can't. I can't. Put the bird in the air, boys. Agreed. Huge crowd favorite. You can oh. see back in the day, like, this is why people came to, yeah. to watch this one. Big song. Sometimes I wonder how good it would sound without the slide guitar. Oh. Is, hang on, Cease is, is slide, is, do you not generally not like, <laughs> I've never even thought that if before. You, if you take that out, Wait. it might be like the greatest song of all time. Are you, are you generally not a fan of slide guitar? Or just in this song, like is slide guitar, wonder. like like DJs and rock bands. Sometimes I'm like, just that. Really? It's, it's literally the calling card for. How could we let everyone know we're a country that rock? In the song, how good would this song? Have the slides. I would have edited it out. I would have said, Lars, you're the bass. <laughs> just gassing dudes gassing the uh, okay that's interesting though because yeah the slide is but a pretty still, prominent I, I, I had that song way too low it's the it's their best song anyone who's listened to an epic long tune Freebird's gotta be up there yeah Cecil fucked that up you had it number 20 on your list that's no, a, just a, that's just, just a blatant disregard I was grumpy that day <laughs> you know, and that's that's what makes it challenging with the with the riff. I changed my mind list. after. I just was too lazy to do it. Oh, that's fair. All right, so number two on the overall list is interesting because it's from an album called "Give Me Back My Bullets," and this is the first and only song on the top ten from that album. I think that's a great album. Uh, the title track, "Give Me Back My Bullets," we talked about it a little bit. For me, that riff is awesome. It's got that ZZ Top sort of feel to it. Um, we've said this about every song, and it's not about bullets. It's, it's not about guns. It's it. There's great singing on every one of these songs, but this one shines for me. Is, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't pretend to know what he was singing about per se, but the way he he sings with passion is just uh, you can get right into the song quick. He's uh, he just shines on this one. It's a if you listen to it's a song about. Like, it's a reference to the results of drug and alcohol abuse. Mm. So it actually, again, it has nothing to do with guns or any of that shit. It's actually a song yeah. about, about 
alcoholism and drug abuse. Which is ironic <clears throat> from yeah. this band, right? Well, that's why I wrote it, right? Yeah. Because they weren't afraid to dial up a party hit here the and sauce. there. Hey. Dude, they hit the It's sauce. a well-produced tune. So Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. Yeah. The sound on this one is particular. Is, this is the third tight, album or fourth? It's tight. Third. It's third. tighter. Yeah. It's tighter. Like a tiger. I think this was the album they struggled to write, too. Like, they showed up for the first time in the studio where they didn't have everything written, and they, they were pressured to to get their shit together. So you really like the album? I think there's I think there's some really good songs on there. And, I mean, if we look at just the overall top 20, um, there aren't that many songs, but I got the same old blues is off that album. Uh, Cry for the Bad Man, which is a great tune. Um, I mean... The, you know, Overall, it's a pretty good album. I think we can it's say. it's pretty good. It's not it's not my favorite. The first, I mean, the first one's amazing. The second one, illustrious, is is good, not as good. Like it, yes. it it does decline, but I still feel like this is this is a band that on every album has one or two really really good songs. Yeah. Whereas there's some bands that when they decline a little bit, you know they're. Their albums aren't that great. This might be, quite frankly, this might be one of those bands that had the plane crash not happened, mm. that they may have played themselves into just being average. Now I have a hard time believing that, but they're, well, I'll never know because they're no, all you'll dead. never know. But their their material on their fifth album or whatever it was is not nearly as good. Anyway, hell no. <clears throat> Before we get to number one, yep. I mean, obviously that. Plane crash is a tragedy. It was actually very interesting in the documentary how they didn't want to get on the plane. Most of them, they're like, "This plane is right. ghetto," and they come on, come on, we'll we'll get it fixed after this next flight. And then tragically, they uh, they crashed. But where do you think this would this band would have gone in the eighties? Would they have gone the ZZ Top route, or would they have just fizzled out? What, what do you guys think? Ooh, good question. They would not have gone to the electronics. I probably not. I can't see him doing that. Yeah, keyboard shit. Yeah, they they might have had a few good albums left in them. I I would suggest the the yeah the musicianship would still be there, and and you would assume. I mean, Ronnie's a great songwriter, but I don't know. The eighties fucked up everybody. Like it ruined everybody. So. I don't know. Maybe they would have been a little more Neil Youngy. Dude. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. I think it's a. I think they had their time. There's only so much they could have written the way they did. Hmm. Like that Southern rock. Like, think about the Black Crows. The Black oh. Crows had two, three albums that were good, mm-hmm. and then everything else was not good. The drummer Sue and Chris Robinson, eh? Did you read that? No, I didn't. What for? Royalties. I, was I guess there. he's not getting paid his royalties. <clears throat> Got to pay the man his money. So I think they're for a band that doesn't reinvent themselves. They they hit that stagnation. So yeah. maybe they would have. Don't know. Unfortunately, they had a big accident. But <laughs> a big. <laughs> That's a great way to summarize that, Moral. 
But, so, but if you think about the Black Dad. Crows, the Black Crows' first two albums were fantastic, and mm-hmm. then they just fucking disappeared. Mm-hmm. They couldn't reinvent themselves from... No, you might be right. Well, okay, so let's talk about Street Survivors briefly before we get to the number one song, right? Mm-hmm. Street Survivors had a couple of hits, right? What's Your Name, That Smell was on that album. Um. I don't know what else is, is is really on there, but for the most part, it's not a great album, and the album cover is even worse. Yeah, it's, it was like the record company gave up on them. Can, yeah. Can we talk about that song for a second? Before we get to number one, That Smell? Yeah. That, that is one of my deep cuts. If it didn't well, why make, are you fucking talking deep cuts now, you dummy? I just want to, because you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, I just, my God. I just want to, I want to talk <laughs> about... Have you forgotten how to do the pod? I, I clearly have. This is a fucking outrage. I'm just... That song lyrically, it's mm-hmm. got a lot of premonition about it. Yeah. About that that smell, that smell isn't literally an odor. It's that um, I think he, they describe it as that that sense of of, of bad luck or death around yep. around, the, around right. the one guy. And it, when you read the lyrics, like wow, that it's it's pretty crazy that they wrote that not long before before their crash. It's it's one of those weird ones with a lot of coincidence. Yeah, because they wrote it about somebody else. I can't remember who it was that died in that. I thought it was about one of the in, band members in that car wreck. Um, but anyway, you know what's funny is this is, that is you know a great example. That is another one of those songs that the chorus bugs me. Ooh, that smell! Oh, like it's not, yeah. not the best. Can't you yeah, smell you're that right. smell? Like you're right. really, that that's ter- that's what we're doing. That's the smell terrible isn't, chorus. Smell isn't a really lyrical like or musical sounding. <laughs> I'll word. agree with you on that. Smell. Like you can't sing that nicely to make it rhyme with something great. Am I wrong? I don't know, but it's just. I mean, you've got what? Never really liked it. You've got four. I liked it more when when we did this. I I used to really hate that song. I liked it after when we. I could get over the the chorus of it, but I mean, there's there's four short lines in in the chorus and everyone like they mentioned smell four times in three lines or whatever it yeah. is it's like i don't know man I, I just that song in my house is like getting rickrolled now oh look at the old lady It'll be like ooh that smell no <laughs> can't get out of her head yeah is it worse than nice. the black yeah. sabbath i'll just put it on in the background Rick rhyming roll. me with me <laughs> well <laughs> okay you know what that was incredible. I was thinking about that after. It's not. It stops there. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches in black. At black mass, yeah. masses. You do it again. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's clever. Maybe Ozzy was a fucking genius. pathological. But he didn't write the lyrics. Wasn't it Iomi? That Tin Man? No, I think oh, Ozzy wrote. No. Didn't he fuck. write lots of the lyrics? I think Ozzy wrote that did, one. I would be so. I thought Iomi wrote a lot of the lyrics. I think Ozzy did most, but I could okay. be mistaken on okay. that one. Let's do another Black Sabbath well, happy because I don't even fucking remember it. Let's, yeah, let's do it. But I hope not. Let's get to this number one. Let's, let's do Dio Sabbath. He's only. a guitar hero and a band zero. <laughs> Holy diva. Holy. Uh, <laughs> um, fuck, I love that song. I can't get enough of Holy Diver. <laughs> Holy Diver? Oh, yeah, dude, really? it's unbelievable. Yeah, you're... <laughs> You're a very complicated man, huh? You've a lot of layers that. to that onion. But at the same time, I'm a simple man. <laughs> oh, you? you see what oh, I did there? Oh, no. That is horrible. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So the number one song is Simple Man. 
again, off the off the debut album. Um, Gordo had it number one. Me and Morrow had it two. Cease had it four. It's just a juggernaut of a song. And we talked about it a little bit, but I don't know. Does anyone want to add anything to Simple Man? A lot of splash. A lot of splash. I think this, the amazing thing that he wrote this, he, he never wrote any of his lyrics down. He did all of them in his head. And he just, oh, he heard the riff. Notorious B.I.G. And he's like, yeah, okay, hold on, I'll be back. And he left and he went over to the, to the I don't know, did he go fishing in the swamp? I don't know. But he came back like half an hour later and he had all Simple Man done in yeah. his head. And then just sang it. Because we got to sing this, we got to record this right away. Yeah. So within a few days or weeks or whatever, they got her down and uh, yeah. Literally like the the song for every man, like the, the simple man, it sung beautifully. Very deserving number one. The vocals, once again, the vocal performance is off the fucking charts. Yeah. By far the best singing. Would you not agree? So it's hard it's to a, say it, by you far. You know what? It, it's Maybe like, if you think about rock anthems or songs that you love, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how this song couldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had a playlist of 100 songs... This song should be in there because it's a really, really fucking good song. 100%. While I didn't enjoy all their songs, this song made up for all the rest. It's 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 an amazing song. I'm there with the best ever. I, you kind of knew this was your number one song early in the process when I talked to you. You're like, yeah. Simple Man's like one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. I listened to Freebird, <clears throat> and then I listened to this because it was next on the list. Yep. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is Leonard. Sorry, Leonard. I know. Whatever. And... Uh, and then I listened to it like four times in a row. It was that good. I'm like, well, this is my obvious number one. Nothing's going to be better than this. It's yeah. perfect the way it is. It was, yeah. I mean, we, we all had it in our top four. So, yeah. Incredible. It, it is their, you know, I would say it is their best song, in my opinion. The algorithm says so. I mean, I did pick Swamp Music as my favorite. Right. but Because you're a CCR guy. You know good CCR when you hear it. <laughs> but Simple Man will be will be you know that that song will be around forever. Like yeah. people will love that song forever. And I, I know people right now are probably like, How isn't it Sweet Home Ab- Alabama? Alabama. Be, be, because it's not. It's not, but it did it you know to it be, made the list. To be fair. To be fair. It, it um it did make and I was surprised, to be honest, that a song like Sweet Home Alabama um, made the, the top 20. I mean, it barely made it, but it did make it. Um, what I found interesting about that song was they, that Ronnie wrote and then they recorded the song before the first album hit the streets. That's right. So they, they had written that song. And he, he was like, I really like it the way it is. And I know the longer, you know, when you yeah. got a song and then you tweak it and you're always changing it and dicking around with it. He's like, I want to put this down. So he said to the producer, we got to record this now. So that was the first song that they recorded for the second album. Right. But the first album hadn't even hit the streets yet. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Sweet Home Alabama. Like, it's a good, I just, it's one of those songs I've heard four billion times and I just, I don't yeah. have time for it. Well, Moral says it's incredibly difficult to play. I'm sh- it sounds oh, hard it as hell. It's, it is yeah, hard I to play. It. Like, the picking, it sounds yeah. difficult. Well, because there's three guitar players playing it. So yeah. You have to pick where you're going to. You find your lane, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you find your lane. <laughs> or get two buddies. Yeah. 
I wonder what Sweet Home Alabama, how I would have thought of that if I hadn't heard it before. And I, I can't objectively say. I, I actually think I might have liked it. I used to like it. I did struggle with it a little bit. It, I, I think it's at the lower end of all of our, yeah. Cease had it 19, Gord 15, I had it 16, Morrow had it 18. So it was. it's on the list. It's a it's a great it's a good tune, um, but and because of that song, I just assumed that they're from Alabama. Yeah, and then too. I found out they're from Jackson, which is equally as is you know south. But I'm like, oh, they're simple from man is Florida. Simple man is boss level compared to Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, hundred percent in terms of everything Absolutely. about it. Everything. Yeah, it's written. Where did Cease you had it? Where on your? Where did Cease have on this list? Sweet Surprise Home that Alabama. Alabama. I'm surprised simple that man, song sorry. doesn't make Cease cry. Simple Man was uh, four on Cecil's uh, list. Because knowing Cecil the way we do, and he gets misty. I would have thought this one would have made him like really, like really weep. misty. Like weeping Simple misty. Simple Man makes me misty. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, I got the Simple Man speech when I was a kid. Going to trade school. Well, Therapy session. It's a... It's a beautifully sad song. I like it a lot. That yeah. will be in my rotation. Of all these songs, that one will be in my regular rotation. Well, that's that's awesome. So that's that's the top 11. Again, you can uh, you can catch the top, well, I want to say top 20, but there's a we had a bunch of ties and stuff in there. I actually think that our top 20 is probably 20, 22 songs. So you can find that all on, on uh, YouTube Music. Apple Music, Spotify, and then we're going to add to that list with our with our deep cuts, which is really where we're at right now. And um, I'm going to go first because I haven't gone first yet in 2022 on this shit, so it's my turn. All right. And I'm keeping it to... I'm going to keep it... This is going to be the first time ever I haven't done three or more. I'm going to only do two. One is Mr. Banker... <laughs> Mr. Please. Um, it was it was originally a B side for Gimme Three Steps. It's hard to find mm. now that they everything's digital and all that. You can find it on. I think it's on pronounced Leonard Skinner the the first album. I think oh, they've oh, got they, on. They did it as a bonus thing. Yeah, something like that. I but I hate that. Mr. Banker is such. It, it's a it's a tremendous tune to me. It's. Uh, Again, it's a great vocal performance. It's just about a guy trying to get money mm-hmm. from the bank that doesn't have any. He's got no home. He's got no money. And he's basically going to trade his Les Paul guitar to the bank so that they can give him money so he can he mm. can properly bury his father. Very Jesus. sad song. Jesus. But tremendous song. So that's not like a wedding song. No. <laughs> graduation <laughs> song. No, okay. no, it's not. And then, and then my second deep cut is a song called Coming Home. Oh, yeah. And oh, dude, and so you can find that off of Skinner's first and last, which ended up. I didn't know much about that, and I, I wanted to make sure that it was a Ronnie Van Zant song. So they had recorded an album that was going to be their first album, and then they, they gassed it and ended up releasing what we know as being their debut album. And then in 1978, so it was a year after the plane crash, they released that album and called that's why it's called skinner's first and last Oh, okay it was supposed to be their first album but it's an it's song called coming home so fucking good 
Check that song out. Not the Aussie version, Mama. No, no, no. no. Totally it's, different it, thing. It's a little, you know, just a touch different. Touch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's that's my two. Who's uh, who's up next? I'll go. Uh, oh. And I think it's in the top twenty. So it's the needle and the spoon. Oh yeah. Great that. song. Great song. But that is my deep cut. I think it's in the top twenty. Other than that, I don't have anything. Okay. Roll a gypsy roll. I had another one, but I can't. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Is that? Uh, Honky Tonk, Nighttime. Did oh, yeah, that's some good, great freaking solo. On. Sorry, hang on a second. It rolls up. Let's roll Gypsy Roll. Roll Gypsy Roll. What album is that from? Why don't I remember that song? That is on, uh, I think it's Give Me Back My Boulez. Give me back my bullets. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Give me back my bullets. Oh, yeah. It's nice. And, and then, sorry, what's your what's your second uh, deep cut? <clears throat> Honky Tonk Nighttime. Yeah, that's a great tune. Crazy solos. Welcome back, Gord. Thank you. Just in time for your deep cuts. You know what? I'm going to retract my uh, prior deep cut of that smell. I don't want it on the list. I, uh, it's already on the list. Oh, is it on the list? Well, then I'm just yeah. going to stick with that smell, just because lyrically I liked it. Yeah, that smell came in um, at number 14. Is that the smell you just left in? No, nope, not that one. Um, you know, if I could pick another deep cut, I, just because I want to hear it on the playlist twice, would be Simple Men. But I know we've never done that before, and uh, we're not going to start now. But I would love to, oh, to end the playlist the with Simple Men. I'd love to, to bookend the entire thing with Simple Man. I'm good with that. Can we do that? Is that okay? Yeah. Can we do <laughs> that? Are we making yeah. history, boys? <laughs> I'd love it if we could end with it, too. Does anyone object? No. All right, it's cool. A great idea. Oh. Thanks, man. Let's do that. Look at this guy. Unbelievable song. Wow. That's outside the box thinking, Gordo. That's Thank unbelievable. You. All right. You know what? You've been terrible all podcast, and then you just you just brought it together at the end. <laughs> Thanks, man. I knew I'd have my moment. <laughs> Great job. Well, there you go. Um, I'll just say, just make sure you tell everyone you know about Picks and Sticks, please. And, and, and if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Email address is picksandstickspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. Instagram is picksandstickspodcast. Uh, Twitter is Picks and Sticks too. Yes, and we've got. Do we want to? Do we want to say yeah. anything about the future episodes? We have got oh, some yeah. great stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. Got, we yeah got, man. What do we got? We got some metal. We got some some, some thrash metal. We got some questionable guilty pleasures. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got we've got a few things in the hopper. So um, hit that subscribe button um, in your favorite streaming app. Yeah, and really. That's it. We look forward to hearing uh, or, or talking to you again. I, I can't even. I can't even say it. So we'll just say thanks for listening, man. And until next time, see Yeah.